0: Welcome to the Three Thirds Mike One Third scout podcast. It is episode number fifty-two, and I'm joined by my fellow podcasters, Mr. Ross Smith and Mr. Simon. How are we both? Very well, very well. H- how are you doing, Cheesy? I'm very good. I'm coming. I'm coming off the back of a wedding weekend, so I'm a little rough still. There.
1: Where was the wedding?
0: So it was in uh, just outside Macclesfield, Trigley Hall. Maybe a venue you've you've frequented, I don't know.
1: No, but did you stay over?
0: We stayed over, it was very nice.
1: It's just far enough away to justify staying over, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. (laughs) But no, it was a very nice... And and to be fair, um, Dale uh, and uh, Becky's wedding it was looked at with the weather massively as Friday when it actually plummeted it down for practically 24 hours. I was a little bit worried, but um the wedding was absolutely gorgeous on Saturday, so Great. the weekend was glorious. It was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I worked Saturday, Sunday, day shifts. I was <laughs> <laughs> just there uh, looking at looking out you the window. <laughs> yeah. You
2: yeah. know anything else exciting, cheesa,
0: other than wedding? Um, probably lots.
2: lot. Well, what was the most unique thing about the world? What did they have? Like, where they, obviously everyone else. Yeah. They
0: don't know. Oh, so, um, they had, um, more speeches. So the brother of the bride did a speech. Wow. I thought it was a bit different. Um, yeah. but yeah, generally, I mean, all the speech, I mean, the speeches were quite good to be fair. So it kind of only added to, it, it only added to the speeches, but yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, it was very nice. It started very early as well. Started at, at midday. What the speeches? No, the speeches didn't start midday. No, <laughs> there was a speech every hour on the hour. No, there wasn't. Um, no, so the, the whole the, like the wedding uh, wedding ceremony started at at twelve, and then so did you, did, did you stay, up,
1: stay over stay over Friday night as well.
0: No, it was just an early start. So yeah, we set off it's about. A bit, about a bit of pressure on
1: the morning, that doesn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I took I took the day off on Friday just in case because I thought you know what I'm like if I'm late I'm late on from work and I've not not bought a pair of shoes or if I've forgotten something that I need to go out and get then didn't want a late night on Friday. Man, yeah, if you, you taking the you taking the day off on Friday doesn't mean you wouldn't work Saturday morning.
1: Though, yeah, exactly. That? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I had
0: that I had that, I had that covered this week. I didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. Anything else you've been up to? Uh, I think I'm pretty sure. I've been to Alton Towers as well since the last time. Well, I say I went to Alton Towers. What happened was Ashley Grayson and Esme went to Alton Towers and I walked around as the chaperone and went on a few kids' rides, looked at a few rides that I thought, don't really know why people want to go on them. ate some <laughs> food. And then drove everybody home. And how much did that cost you personally? Um, you mean in mental scarring or... <laughs> Uh, I, not that much, actually. I mean, we made, the de- we made the decision to either go and stay over the night before or the night after. So we made the decision to stay over the night before, and we ended up staying down the road from St. George's Park, which was slightly oh, yeah. random. Uh, now, granted, I say down the road from St. George's Park. I didn't actually see St. George's Park or any England emblem whatsoever, but I did see the sign that kind of said half a mile away. Well, so I randomly I've been to Saint George's Park, and then when you go in the entrance, it's
1: one of them where it's another half a mile until you see anything.
0: Oh, is it? Oh, it's right.
1: very easy the, the sort of driveway up to it takes forever until you get to like the like sort of hotel officey bit in the middle, and obviously a lot of football pitches. So yeah, so why, we went down. Why, the, we went. Go on. Why were you there, Simon, for a trial? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gareth just wanted to have another look at me, just in case he'd admitted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just to make sure that you were still so terrible. At football. <laughs> no, my, my brother Chris was, played a football tournament there quite a few years ago. But yeah, uh, thank you. And all, the, and all the state, all the pitches are named after like England legends. So it's like the sort of Bobby Moore pitch and the David Beckham pitch. And Chris was playing on the
0: Paul Ince pitch which is a, oh, yeah. a slight
1: anti-climax, I felt. How, <laughs> how,
0: how, how, many, how many pitches are there for Paulins to get a pitch? Well, there's a lot. <laughs> it's a vast place, I would say. I mean,
2: you were hoping to play on the Scott Carson pitch, weren't you? That's my dream. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah. How about you, Ross? Have you had a good uh, good few weeks? Uh,
2: yeah started helping out with the coaching of Teddy's team which has been fun and then uh, we had the cup final on Saturday the big one the big one um, fair, fair, end-
1: fair to say that t- Teddy
2: is a cup team he, well they were coming out, coming into it on the back of two league wins uh, so maybe they just kind of I don't know when, they, when, they, when it really looks like they do a Burnley yeah. Kind of let, let it all then when it comes to the put when it comes to the crunch, they pull it out of the bag. You're, um, you're playing the Mike Jackson roles, keep them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, so they won the last two guys and then they played this but they got beat two one, unfortunately. But I mean I know it might be a bit biased, but I they I thought they were miles to their team. And it was unlucky. They just can't shoot. They've had the same problem all season, they can't shoot. And they yeah. They they had lots of opportunities
1: and missed. Pretty much all of them. But Teddy well, played really well, so I was pleased. Well, Teddy played well, obviously, that, that's a bonus. Another bonus. I think you came out of it with a very lovely family photo. I did come out of it. With very, yeah. I don't yeah. know who took that photo, but you should be thanking them. Uh, that was Clive's dad who took that photo. Oh, fair play to him.
2: Yeah. Does I mean, he's cropped stuff? a little.
0: No, I've I, I zoomed in and cropped. Oh. Yeah, so it, I framed it better, yeah. That'll be uh, that'll be doing the rounds of, on football focus in about eleven years' time, won't it? <laughs> the third round of the fingers episode. crossed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, so he, he ended up losing, uh, but he played well. Everyone praised him. Everyone was saying how well he played. Um, but he did like normally. He gets into habit when he plays, even he just dribbles it or he just passes it. Whereas on Saturday, he was was, like, knew when to dribble. Then when he was into a bit of a corner where he couldn't go any further, he wanted to get a pass off to someone else or play into space for someone to run on to. And then he started playing defence at one point. And I was telling him all week, I said, look, don't do anything silly. You don't have to be a hero. Just play the normal game. Doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. And then obviously in kids' football, like happens, like they don't quite tackle each other properly, do they? So they end up just kind of all kicking the same ball and then more and more people come in so it gets harder for the ball to move anywhere. And loads of times I just see Teddy like steaming in from centre-half. just <laughs> sprint as quick as he can. i thinking, no, don't leave your defensive position because if they get it out, then he's going to be running straight for on goal. But he literally go in and then just like clean everyone out and then just come striding away with the ball and I was thinking... Oh, yeah, where have you got this from? This is incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's good. And then uh, we had this presentation even on the same night. Uh, and then Sunday, I played a round of golf. Oh. Which was very exciting, which I enjoyed immensely.
1: Yeah, well, getting yourself into shape now that now this breakaway Saudi leagues.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> now, now I've heard the money's coming in. Yeah. Court, but,
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I enjoyed that thoroughly. It's very good. Well, what? What Where did you play? What were the circumstances? Who were you with? So it's it was How the, long it di-
2: well. So a, a guy who plays the most, uh, is a member of Charlton Come Hardy Golf Club. Uh, so he said, "Do we find fa- anyone fancy around? So there's eight of us who end up going, all with varying degrees of talent at golf. Um. I'll tell you what I was more nervous about in the build-up to this golf, this round of golf, was not my actual golfing ability, but was the strict dress code rules on what was acceptable to wear and what was unacceptable to wear. I was Mm. forever fretting what what footwear I was permitted to get away with and what I couldn't get away with. Um, And then my only other concern once I sorted that out was then the first tee, because obviously most of the time when you play golf, the first tee is outside the clubhouse, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a bit of a crowd forms. Yeah, and I was thinking, oh, I'm obviously not playing golf for a while, I'm not very good. I'm just going to shank it and then just look terrible, like I have 20, 20 shots before I've got out of sight of anyone. Uh, but it didn't end up being that way. Uh, I hit the first shot pretty decent. I ended up 60 over par, which I didn't think was that bad, considering. And um yeah, Eighteen holes. It took all. Well, two dropped out at the eighth hole because they were too bad that they didn't want to carry on. It took about five hours. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a fair old slog. But there was a couple of there was a there was four or five holes where it was only one over par, and I thought that
1: was pretty good to be
0: honest. That's pretty good to be fair. That is
1: pretty good, and. So, how did they react? Presumably, all day, you giving it the big talk about how you've been mentored by Cheesy for for so many <laughs> months. Now, about well, how you know that when you get to the end and you have to put it up that thing, so you can win a free round of golf the next time. You
2: know, Cheesy you giving
1: what, you the inside knowledge on how to do that.
2: It's funny you mention putting because I uh, I two putted every hole apart from one.
0: There you go. See, so clearly something's been sinking in. Channeling your inner Grayson. You <laughs> yeah. Channeling your inner me. The best shot I hit, though, we got. I play,
2: played this 1-0. For about 89 holes. So I'd avoided every bunker. I was feeling pretty pleased with that. And he hit it into this bunker. And it was a small bunker. Like, the lip to get out was maybe, I don't know, 10 centimetres high. So it wasn't even that big to get out of. And it must have took me, like, six, seven, eight shots to get out of this bunker. I was thinking, oh... That's demoralising, isn't it? Because I got to like the edge of the green in like two or three. So that's that was I was thinking, oh, pretty good. So we just get out of this bunker, then I'm on for like a bogey or something again. Couldn't get out of it. And then the very next hole is this par three. And honestly, the bunker, the, just to get out of them, it it's like a metre like banking. Honestly high. I was thinking, it's just took me seven or eight goals and I only just fluked it out of that one. What am I gonna be like this? But I lined it up, and honestly, I couldn't have hit a better shot. <laughs> and get it get, hit it properly, went up in the air, landed about three, four foot away from the hole, and they had that nice spray of sand that just landed onto the green as well. And I was like, oh, if someone would have took a picture, I been, <laughs> that been go that would have been going straight on be... the wall. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then all, all all I've done this week is basically search the internet for cheap golf clubs to see
1: if I could find an affordable way <laughs> of games. But yeah. Lovely, lovely stuff. Well, so since we like I mean, it's a while since we recorded. So since we last recorded, I think I, I've had my stag do. Yes. Obviously, obviously you two do already know about that, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> But it was I mean, we both day. forgot to include it in our highlights of things we've done since. we've done Yeah, done. yeah, no, it's both of you. <laughs> yeah. That was, was notable, yeah. <laughs> I'll quickly forget the day that you saw Lawrence Delalio, and um, yeah. yes,
0: <laughs> he's another one I can take off to people I've met.
1: <laughs> Friend <laughs> of the show.
0: Friend of the
1: show. And uh. Other things that I've done, I don't know which one you want to talk about. I played, uh, I played cricket, and I also went to go and watch diversity live.
0: Well, I mean, I'd like to know about diversity. I think I would like to know about diversity as well. The cricket, the cricket going to be. I mean, you were Rob Key rang up and you were you were second of the England captain run. We know <laughs> about that.
1: Yeah, but well, diversity, I'm, pretty- I'm not
0: quite sure about. The pressure got
1: to me. I opened the bat in and made a 24-ball duck. So it was very... You opened? I opened. He said, Simon, can you open? I said, yeah, yeah. I tried to act casual about it. And then I got it. And it was a poor... There were a poor 24 balls. I would say. Yeah, but that normally means the start of a, a brilliant 50 for you. Well, that's the thing. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking I so <laughs> terribly... And I was thinking, if I just hang around, it'll get easier. That's what I was saying to myself. I've been in this position before. If I just hang around, it'll get easier. I'll deflect one. But that time when I scored 15, I was batting badly. I was occasionally occasionally just blocking it, and it was just sort of squirting into a gap. And I was able to get, you know, but I was just nothing. Uh, But yeah. And then I eventually got bowled by their one good bowler. But um, then last week, so it was my brother's birthday. The aforementioned brother, Chris, who went to go to watch play football at St. George's Park a few years ago. It was his birthday about, well, in April. But I bought him tickets to go and watch Diversity. So we went last week and um, we went to Almost Famous for a burger first. And when we sat down, there was a girl that got served a cocktail next to us and it had like a sparkler in it. So me and Chris both got a Coke, but I said, to I sort of went over to, to the girl and said, uh, to the waitress and said, oh, by the way, it's his birthday. In his Coke, can he have one of those sparklers that you put on the cocktails? And she was like, yeah, yeah. And it came over and it had a sparkler in it. And we thought, oh, well, that was a lovely moment. And then fast forward 20 minutes, his burger arrives. They went all out, three sparklers in it. Wow. wow, yeah, we nearly set the fire alarm off. <laughs> it was lovely.
2: <laughs> did Chris particularly enjoy the sparkler? Or...
1: He, he enjoyed it a lot, yeah,
2: yeah. Or did it Did it not, uh, Charis Burger? Did it not make it smell well, a there
1: bit... was, like a smell of sparkler in the air around us afterwards? But and the thing is, I got chips for us to share because you know, like these sort of fancy chips. And I yeah. think he was so overwhelmed by the sparkler thing, he didn't notice that I had I had a good 60% of the chips. Well, that's always a bonus. Yeah, reflection, yeah. T- reflection tactic. Exactly, yeah, yeah. To be honest, the moment I ordered them, I was thinking when I thought, oh, we'll get these to share, I was thinking I'm gonna have more than half of these. So that went well. Then we went over to the opera house, watched diversity, they were they were very good, very good at dancing. <laughs> <laughs> the show, it's sort of It's sort of they do a fair bit of dancing, which is obviously good. There's a fair bit of like just sort of pre-recorded stuff at the show, which is yeah uh, you know, also fine. And then there's quite a lot of Ashley Banjo talking, which you know is all right. He was sort of telling us about the internet
0: and smartphones, which I but like a comedy routine.
1: No, no, like it, no, definitely is trouble. It wasn't a comedy routine. It was like a sort of sincere kind of TED talk about how smartphones have infiltrated society and are so vital to our everyday. But it, it kind of went over Chris's head. <laughs> if, if I'm honest, I was already aware that smartphones, like, yeah, not, not sort of patronised, but I was already aware that smartphones play quite a big part in our lives.
0: I think so, you know, exactly. it's a great
1: day out. If, if you get
0: a chance to go and watch them, it's a lovely evening out. I was going to say, did he get political? Because obviously he got very political when he was on uh has yeah. Got, t- so, got t- so, t- so,
1: Yeah, so They did a bit on that. They, like, they, they redid that dance and then they sort of talked about the reaction from it afterwards. That was quite a good bit as well. But yeah, yeah. it was it was all lovely. Although the, tram, the trams then didn't work on the way back so Mum had to come and pick us up. What was the general... When he's doing his TED Talks, what was the general vibe in
2: the audience? Was it kind of... Shush and just get dancing banjo. Well, I, uh,
1: yeah, there was i I'd, yeah. I'd say there was. I mean, I obviously I was younger than the mums, but there was a lot of mums there that I think were in my, my camp of, yeah, we, we've kind of already picked up on the way that smartphones are quite a big part of life. <laughs>
0: there, must a lot think, of there must have been a lot of kids there as well.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of kind of. I, I would. Uh, is it pre teens? Is that the sort of. Is that that's A kind of oh, eight, kind of eight, eight, eight nine, it? ten? yeah sort of yeah like high top end of primary school lower high school kids I, to be fair they I think they were quite engaged in it
0: Um, the last the last thing the last thing mums and dads want to wear at that, that, that age when they take the 9, 10 and 11 year olds to, to a concert is somebody else talking about phones I was like <laughs> we're just talking about how phones are so important I've been try, I'm trying to tell these <laughs> lot that I'm having a phone for the next two years <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, exactly.
0: But it was, uh, you know, it was good.
1: It was interesting, I hadn't really realised, obviously they do have to refresh the diversity cast, because it it's ages since they were first on Britain's Got Talent. You know, it's only yeah, actually... That, that kid's, like... Yeah, he's, he's now like an adult, yeah. He's he yeah. 30, yeah. Yeah. Because it's only he, him the The kid Ashley Banjo and Jordan Banjo, the brother, I think they might they must be the only three O OG I Can tell it's, uh, I'm surprised they never had to you rock. Uh, they're a bit too structured for my. Dance. Yeah.
2: More kind of an improv freestyle oh. stuff, pissed up out your head kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> General. Not quite know what the next song's gonna be, so you can't really plan your dance. I don't quite know <laughs> what the next move's gonna be, cheese. i let alone <laughs> the next song. <laughs> anyway, should we get on to the sport? Uh yeah, we should get on to the sport. Um so I feel like quite a lot's happened to us since we last recorded. So we will um we'll see where we'll see where the night takes us. Um so we will start with um the title race. Uh, and the last stage of the Champions League uh, we'll talk about uh, Manchester City and Liverpool and then uh, we will segue into um, what has turned out to be a slightly disappointing season for, for Manchester United but we will get there by the end of it and then if we've got time we will touch on any cricket and any boxes that we've got by the end so uh, we'll have um, we'll have a quick break uh, and then we'll come back and we will talk about uh, the title race Welcome back to the three-thirds, Mike, one-third Scouts podcast. And we will start um, with talking about the title race. So, um, I mean, it's been... So I would say it's probably not been very enjoyable for me. Has it been very enjoyable for you too?
1: I think the trouble with the title race is that they both win every week. And it's a... I think really for it to be dramatic, they both need to be dropping points all the time in a title race, where there's just a sort of consistent relentlessness about City and, and Liverpool that kind of takes takes the fun out of it a little bit for me. Also, obviously, you know, yes, City the, and the whole, the whole, yeah, well, City and Liverpool, the whole thing's been stressful. Of me not wanting City to win the Champions League, not wanting Liverpool to win the quadruple, trying to work out what permutation. Of terrible results that are possible is my least, uh, the least hated for me. You've done quite well <laughs> out of it, then, Simon. Yeah, well, yeah, So, I mean, basically, so, yeah. not to win the title and City not to win the Champions League, and ideally, another you know, team to stop them from doing, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm very much cheering on the plucky underdogs of uh Real Madrid in this one, but yeah. I think yeah, like I agree with what you said. The fact that they both win. the only thing that the only way it could have been better if they
2: played at the same time. Yeah, you know, obviously the last day of the season, you play all the get do all the kickoffs at the same time and make sure they're all synchronized. They could have done that a bit more, possibly. That would have made it better.
1: Yeah, I I suppose they are literally just never both on at Saturday three o'clock, are they? So, it's no. never that kind of like five o'clock the results are coming in. It is a big I, swing. And then the other thing what is usually happening is like
2: they all score within like 15 minutes. So, it's not even like it gets to like 85 minutes and it's nil-nil and you're thinking, oh, could something happen? They've normally already got the game sewn up by half-time.
0: Yeah. The really the really I think the really stressful bit is that when we obviously I mean I I, I know Simon, you said before obviously we like they just seem to win every game. I think the last time we dropped the last time we dropped points before Spurs on on Saturday night was in there was the end of was the start of January when we played Chelsea and we drew two all. Again we probably should have won. But that was the last time that we dropped points January the second and then we dropped points again on what was it, May the eighth, and that's was out that was us out of the uh, pre- pre- well, it wasn't us out of the title race, but it became very mu- it became much more difficult for us to so we'd had practically five months of riding the crest of a wave and chasing City down and it just it we and I think that they just ran out of steam. I think um Saturday was probably just a, a, a game too much and I mean to be fair to Spurs, I mean Spurs beat City, taken points off City beat have they beat Spurs twice? They've beaten they've beaten City twice this season, haven't they? Yeah, I think they have. And then they drew with us they drew with us. So the Spurs have had a really big part in the in the title race. There was no not neither City nor um United uh, neither City nor Liverpool have got points off Tottenham in the um this season. Um and it was just it was just felt like it was just a bit of a game too much. I mean, the worst thing about it was it was on Saturday night while I was at the wedding um with quite a few City fans. So <laughs> that was a nice way to uh to kind of Find out, um, but yeah. But I think it,
1: how, how how concerned are you for the rest of the season? I mean, do you the wheels could come off? Um, I'm I, a little bit. <laughs> I'm got just before you
2: say answer that. I, I think from watching from out. I don't think Liverpool have been great for. I know, I know they've won, but I just think you found this like way of just
0: getting a result as opposed to you've been playing brilliant football do you know what yeah, i think I, I was trying to remember the last time i was trying to remember the last time we kind of blew a team away and i can't i mean I, i'd have to have the i'd have to have all the games in front of me but i, I can't really remember. The first leg no well no because we only want two nil I'm, t- I'm talking like like oh, yeah. we'd almost like we'd like you think when city played on sunday uh, and I know it finished five nil to 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 City, and they scored two goals in the last couple of minutes. But I'm thinking like we come out of a game winning winning by like like three clear goals. Like I think earlier on in the season, it's almost like our the seasons have kind of swapped. So since um, City kind of needed to keep winning, since we got to a point behind, City have just kind of gone well. That's it. We can we can't afford to. Just um, we can't afford to lose any more points, and they've just kind of got really down to business, and, and and they've done they've done a really good job of of not of not dropping any more points, of not letting us get ahead. And the times where we'd obviously play first and we'd go ahead of them, then I think those games that you were saying, Ross, like I think there's more than I think City have scored within the first ten minutes of every game that they've played. Whenever we've been at the top, or even like when they've there's games that have been um, I think whenever we have played at like three o'clock and then City have played at half five. I think it was twenty five minutes that we were at the top for one game before I was finished and they'd up scoring a goal again. So um I mean credit to City, I mean I mean they just they just look they just look like they they just well, I don't I don't I don't see how they're gonna they just don't seem to be able to give the league up. And even they and they were even I don't think they even were in the top three until October. Um and once they get going, it's it's very difficult for it's very very difficult to stop them. So,
1: the one point in the run-in when I thought, oh, this could be a moment, was when you know, when they obviously they lost that game against Real Madrid in like incredible circumstances. You know, moments away from into the Champions League final, suddenly they're in extra time. Suddenly they're out, and I thought this could be a mo- could this be a moment where the Reds are gone sudden and you yeah, know how do you get up for Newcastle after that but actually they've come out of that and they're just as relentless if anything they've got more of a kind of right we really do need to win the premier league yeah, vibe about I, them, haven't they
0: yeah i thought I, I i was a little bit like that i was i thought that the the best chance for us to the best chance for us to do the the the, the clean sweep was for us to actually play manchester city in the champions league final and then then not have anything kind of nailed down until until the like the last game of the season or then. But it seems to be once that happened and once they went out, um, then they 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 just look, up. So, I mean, they just look absolutely relentless. I mean they've played they obviously they've played Newcastle, they've played Walter, so they've scored like they've scored eight goals in the first game and a half that they've played since then. They've completely overhauled our um the goal difference that we had. So they're practically three and a half points ahead. So unless something drastic happens in the last couple of games for us. Um and we we, we score loads of goals and City ultimately gonna to have to drop points in two games and I mean for all the will in the world I can't I mean we're saying that when City scored conceded two goals in, in, in two minutes at the end of a game against Real Madrid and I'm pretty sure it won't happen again. But I don't know, part of me thinks that if it's written in the stars then it's um the game against West Ham and then Villa again at uh, the last day of the season, but Partly thinks that it's just it's just too much. I think it's just too much to ask. I can't see Manchester City with a with a break. Um, well, I panicked that
2: when you played each other, it was too all last time. And for the first half, City were they were played you should the- they should have you should have they should have been five 0 up at, probably, and that that would that wouldn't have flattered them. That would have been a respectable scoreline for the way the game had gone. And I just thought, that, like I said, the way Liverpool, like, there's just this mentality of just, they'll never be, no matter how bad they play in, they they you seem to find a way of putting just, right, we'll put 10 passes together now and that'll lead to a great opportunity to score. And you've got such good goal scorers that you end up probably scoring. And I just thought, when when City didn't go on and win that game, even though they absolutely should have, I thought, I know a point didn't really help you, um, you probably need to win them to do it, but I just thought, is this the, you're getting a bit shaky in Liverpool being see, like, I thought, the mentality uh, grinding, I, out, I, grinding out, grinding out, staying in,
0: grinding out, grinding out results? Is that going to see them through to the end, and they're actually going to do it? I thought that was the so I think it would. I think we played. I can't remember if we played Arsenal, but it just like in the, in the week before, and we, and we didn't play very well that game, and we ended up scoring two goals in the second half. Um, but I thought that was the other way around. I thought that City game. I thought they just. I think when we scored, when Josh scored at the start of the second half, that might Man or whatever it was. I can't remember now. But um, that just stopped our momentum. Once that game had finished, I, you could see how you could see how important it was to Pep because he knew that there was no way that they were going to drop points again. I, I, he knew when that final whistle went that they, were, they weren't going to drop points again in the league. I think he knew that they were going to be absolutely fine in the league. That they were, were going to be all right. Um, and you could could, could you could kind of see right at the end of the game and, and when they were together the, the, the body language told a million like said a million words and that just completely that just stopped the momentum of us and then we were back to we were back to behind then so we were we had the real chance of oh it's three points behind and you can beat them and go ahead of them on goal difference and then I think they dropped some more points and they drew a game and then you can go above them if you beat them and then ultimately we just ended up drawing and, and then that kind of stopped but I mean, credit to them. We, had, like I said, I can't remember the last time we didn't play well, but we seem to be stringing some 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 games together, and then it just we just ran out of luck on on, on Tuesday night. Given
1: um, given it's you know best loophole team of the 21st century, if if the season ends and you only winning the the
0: league cup, cup. Is, it, is, it, is it is it clop out? <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't, I just think it. Just think it. <laughs> Got just to be under pressure, not No.
1: Great, giving him that contract think, extension.
0: Think, <laughs> look, it's going to be, it's going to be, isn't it? That we might end up with the best, the best side ever in in the league. The the side that's gone on like that has got the closest to the quadruple ever might end up just coming out with the league cup. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's just one of them things. It's just so difficult to. To kind yeah, Klopp said so. that,
1: didn't he? And you know, I, I things obviously, you know, United you're won the treble, but I feel like it's quite common actually. You get into the last ten games of the season, and a team is in with the chance of winning the treble or the quadruple or whatever, and then they just never do it because it is so hard. Like you just need luck to go your way. You like you just need to like not make any mistake in the last five or six games of the season. And that is, you know, and, and that is just so hard to do. I think the, I, I think mean, Lug- even the way United won it when they like that that
2: sem- semi final against Arsenal, in the FA Cup, yeah, when they were had a man sent off and they needed the wonder goal from Ryan Giggs to do
1: it. Burkhardt missed a penalty, yeah.
2: missed a penalty, yeah, exactly. And then um, the fight, well, even the run up in the like the final, then two goals in the night of like injury time. That, it, like you say, it is, it is. More, I mean, obviously they were a great team. Brilliant, but it is luck But I sometimes question, like, obviously the quadruple's been on since um, whenever you won the League Cup. When's that? February, March,
0: end of February. Yeah.
2: But I, not that I'm saying, like, obviously when United did the treble, the League Cup wasn't. I mean, that's been taken more serious over the past five, six years, hasn't it? Big teams
0: have wanted to win that. I think it's more that Manchester. I think it's more that Manchester City have been able to win it. I think you think it's you think back to the couple of times when they've. I think when they first started to win it, like the second or third time, I don't, they, they, they didn't play a they didn't play a Premier League team for one of the times that they won it. And look, I'm, that, you get you need a bit of luck along the way. Don't get me wrong; they've got a really good team, but they, 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 no. It's no but I think saw, I think it all changed when Mourinho came in and made sure he won the
2: League Cup, like got that winning mentality And I think this can become a thing. Get that you've won a trophy, then you've won a trophy, you've won a trophy, and then now it's kind of like. Instead of it being oh let's just play the reserves and things, it's now spoke about as like let's get for bigger teams like top six teams, top seven teams who aren't aren't going to win. Let focus on the league cup. Why aren't they going and win the league cup? Why aren't they going to do this? So I think there is a bit more
1: emphasis yeah, played. In it. I think I kind of agree. I think I I definitely sort of. So I hate being like foreign managers, but I think foreign managers have sort of taken it a little bit more seriously. I think the other thing that's happened, though, and the way that sort of football's probably changed since that United team won the, Champions, won the treble, is that I think squad depth is so much better now. That, that actually, you know, City can put their reserves out and they will probably be a top 10 club. So therefore, are able to still coast through in the League Cup quite easily. Whereas, you know, if you look at that treble team, for United. You know, when we put our reserves out, that would have been sort of David May, Phil Phil Neville. You know, actually, if they come up against a decent team, then they might be in trouble.
2: No, I I, I agree, but it just makes you wonder. Would you them? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not trying to take any away from what Liverpool. done. obviously their season's been absolutely unbelievable, but it does make you wonder what like. It wasn't taken seriously, was it? I mean I I think I think Wimbledon or someone like some, some team like that were in the final when it came to it in the ninety nine season. But obviously that doesn't happen anymore, does it? It tends to always be Chelsea City, Liverpool, and then maybe another top six team now. So I, I think in know. some ways I think in some ways it's more impressive that Liverpool
0: do win it, because obviously now teams are taking it more seriously. If you get what I mean. It's kind well, of a we back. Play... We played Arsenal in the semi final, didn't we? I can't even remember. I mean, but again, with that, I mean, we were three, we were three two down to Leicester in the 94th minute. I think Minamino scores a goal in the last minute, takes it to extra time. We end up winning on penalties. So we were, we were like, we were practically one minute away from, from not doing that. Um, and even in the, even in the, even in the League Cup final against Chelsea, Chelsea had the, the easily the better of the chances. I mean, Mount and Pulisic missed practically open goals and at the start of the the first and the second half so um, and even then that comes down to penalty kicks where the goalkeeper misses goalkeeper misses the kick it was what 12 13 or whatever it was or 10 11 that we ended up winning. so it's just some of them things you just need a bit of luck and then you think back to <coughs> you think back to a in the season remember city played i think it was at the beginning of january or the end of the end of the end of december when city played um Arsenal and Rodri scored that goal in the like the ninety fourth minute. They won two one. I think they 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 um, Arsenal either missed the penalty or didn't get a penalty. And um, I think you, City scored in the last like ten minutes. And then I got an injury time. That uh, penalty at Everton where he practically put his, he practically put his arm around the ball. They didn't get it. You, you just end up having those just those bits of luck. And I mean Liverpool have had luck as well along the way this season. Don't get me wrong. And, but it, ultimately we just we've just drawn too many games. We've lost. I mean, obviously, depending on what the next three, the next four or five games are, we've lost three games all season. Every, every game we played in whatever in whatever competition, we've only lost three games, and one of them was against uh, Inter Milan when it didn't matter. We were already through anyway. So, I, I mean, if you're going to say that you're only going to you, you're going to lose three games all season, um, and you still won't win the league, then I mean, what else? What else? Can, what else can you do? And the team that wins the league doesn't it doesn't beat you that season there's not there's not really it's almost perfection and I mean we've been really lucky with injuries compared to the season before and we've had some really good players that have hit form but um, I don't know it just it, I just feel like it's just it's probably just City just City. Just an incredible team and their disappointment probably only spurred them on more rather than yeah, having, having a negative effect whereas in previous seasons you were right like the, the Arsenal's of this world or even United who've had a lead or uh, Newcastle of this world and when one bad result happens the whole thing just implodes I, even Liverpool in the 13-14 season I still see it now with four points clear with five games to go and we would still lost the league or whatever and yeah, whatever that, it was. That, that, it's that just, was it's just, it's just things just happen and the, the whole thing just changes yeah I mean yeah. you no know, we didn't have a great defence I think we let 50 I think we like 50 50 goals I mean, yeah. It is, it is what it is. And then, of course, I mean, I mean, Manchester City have, have decided that they're, they're not good enough. They're, they've scored 90 goals this year. That's not enough. They need to go out and spend £51 million pounds on probably a striker for the next 10 years in Erling Highland.
1: Yeah, it's an exciting time to be a City fan. I'm, I've always been a believer that City did need a striker, actually. I thought it was a mistake for them not to push to get a proper replacement in for Aguero. You know, obviously they do score a lot of goals, but I always think the reason you sign someone like Kane or Haaland is, you know, it's not so you can get past Wolves or Norwich. It's in big moments, in big games. You know, if you're a team like Manchester City, your season comes down to, well, in big games, it comes down to sort of 20 minutes in a big match and, you know, against Real Madrid. Is Haaland the guy that would, would, have, would have finished one of those chances that Grealish didn't finish? Well, I think yeah. if that you go back to that the uh, the game where you drew against Hughes and you should have been five 0 up,
2: they would have been five 0 up with Ireland. Yeah, he would have just
1: banged them. He would have scored, and it would they would have been out of sight, yeah. and he wouldn't. Even... I suppose the things I don't watch much Bundesliga football. So the only, all I ever see of Holland is like this sort of occasional like highlight clip from doing something incredible. So I don't know what, what's I mean, does he sort of join in with the link up play? You know, week in, week out, you sort of need to be playing a kind that say so you playing a kind of interchangeable, you know, is Foden up front, is is Sterling up front kind of way. I don't think mean, he I, will want to stand up front, won't he?
0: Is he gonna turn out like is he gonna turn out like Lakarku to Chelsea where everybody thought I think what Haaland is,
2: he's an incredible athlete and I think he just wants to run him behind all the time. But he also, he also uh, closes down from the front. He works hard, doesn't he? And I think that's
1: what he won't join in with a link-up play as much. But I mean, he's going to score so many goals, isn't
2: he—it's <laughs> just well, I just keep. You've got De Bruyne. I mean, De Bruyne scored again, so he's got four
0: tonight. But imagine, I think he's. I don't, I don't know. I think. I think Oh, are you kidding me? Hello? What? Hello, hello. Yeah, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. What are you saying? Kidding me, Simon? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm here. Can you hear me?
0: Can I hear you. <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything's gone wrong. <laughs> no, no. You just said, you just said you You
2: just said, yeah, to yeah. You've yeah, but I said that 30 seconds ago and then you... <laughs> no, you're kidding me. Ross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, geez, I didn't. Yeah. I said it straight after you.
1: <laughs> How long's has Ashley been away? You've lost your mind on
0: <laughs>
1: Two days with the kids.
0: Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Is gone? <laughs> am I on delay or what I'm to... <laughs> you're a massive play <sighs> hello what's happened here <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. I'm going to say hello and then I'm going to count until you answer back hello hello <laughs> one two three four Five, six, seven. Can you hear me? Hello? (laughs) Jenna, stop this and then
0: just send another one. Yeah, I can hear you. Are you carrying on (laughs) Charlie? As you can tell, we had a few technical difficulties, um, but we laughed about it so much that we thought we'd keep it in for you. Uh, we did stop the recording and start again, um, so here is the rest of the podcast. So Ross, how do you think Haaland will um, <laughs> will play for City in the Champions League next year? Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I think uh, I mean, like we like we said. Don't know if you heard us, cheesy, but maybe um, I, mean, yeah, I did. Just uh, a whole, he just adds to the guy. I just think it, like it's like Simon said. In those big moments, he will, he'll probably find that finishing touch. So obviously, City by rights in in the Madrid game this time around, City were probably the better team over the two legs, but they've. End up coming away out, knocked out of the Champions League. The chances that City created in that second leg, Haaland probably scores, so then that sends them through. So they, they probably puts them in a stronger position to actually actually win it. Um, the rest of the squad's still. It's not like he's, he's a young lad joining an aging squad and they're over the hill.
0: They're still at the peak. A lot of the players. So he's just going mean, to the next level, isn't it? Just, I mean, just before we move on, the one thing it is going to that is obviously going to happen now is that he is not necessarily going to want to play every week but there was already quite a lot of there's already quite a lot of players in that front six well apart from apart from Rodri in that kind of front five uh, the two mid, the two extra midfielders and the, and the three playing up front who were, were not we getting a, a decent amount of game time but obviously with Haaland that creates more and I'm thinking more along the lines of, of of a Grealish that he's probably going to play even less maybe Oh, yeah, but I think we, I think we spoke about this previously. I think Grealish the 100 million isn't a
2: signing for this season, is it? It's a signing for the next few seasons. how old Sterling? Because he's not going to be around forever at City, is he? He's going to be, yeah, for... he's not that old, is he? He's only, I know, how do you keep Sterling on for? Ah, another five how years? I can't remember. All not... old... these some of the other players that maybe
0: want to move, like Mahrez as well. I know Marez is a top goal scorer. He scored nearly 30. I think he scored 30 goals this year, Mares. Let's talk about Jesus leaving, isn't there? Yeah, I just think he will play. But you've
2: had Foden play like the false nine and stuff. And Gundawan was their top goal scorer last season. It's not like they've got these consistent.
0: Well, I, I just, just. They don't. It's that, 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 that. Obviously, that, they've, scored, that, they've, they've scored more goals than Liverpool this year. And. As far as I'm aware, the top five goal scorers in the, in the league are Salah, Son, Ronaldo, Jota and Mane. Unless De Bruyne goes ahead of uh, Jota tonight, I'm not sure. But well, they, they, they haven't got a player that's scored over 15 goals. And they've scored well, 90 goals. I am goals.
1: looking forward to, you know, at some point next season when Pep Guardiola whinges about, oh, I'm done by the arm, they don't have any money to spend. <laughs> yeah, constantly, yeah. I mean, look, uh, he will play.
2: I just, I think, I know obviously you're saying all oh, these players have played. and uh, But a lot of them have played because they haven't got a striker. They...
1: No, I think Cheesy's oh, to... saying, how do you keep all these strikers happy? Yeah. I, just, cause I don't think,
2: do... they, they, haven't, they haven't got that many strikers, have they? They'll just have I know, to rotate no, They've got
0: a lot of attackers that what are play in those sort of front three positions, haven't they? See... I'm just thinking about the Foden piece. So, so, Foden normally. So, and whenever Foden, whenever Liverpool have played City, Foden has played on the left-hand side. So, if Haaland is going to come in, Haaland will play all the big games. But that, that's what they've brought him in for. They're paying him a stupid amount of money. They're going to bring him in for them. So, if he's going to if Foden then goes and plays out on the left-hand side, then where does Jack Grealish play? Or does Foden then go and play on the right-hand side and Grealish plays on the other side? And that's I mean, funds-
1: it'd be interesting if, if one of sort of Foden, Grealish, or Sterling ends up not getting much game time next season. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, there's a lot of competition getting the England squad in those positions. And if you're sort of, green, you know, Southgate's never really trusted Grealish. And if he ends up not playing much at the start of next season, you could kind of see him dropping out of that England squad. And, you know, if Grealish finds himself in a situation where he's not playing, he's not in the England squad... Will he start sort of agitating a bit from you know that you could maybe see him going, Look,
0: this hasn't really worked out for me? I'm not sure. I'm not sure after two seasons, it's that. I think Sterling, I think Sterling, I think Sterling and Maris are probably the ones that end up leaving. Um, I mean, this. There's, there's talk, I mean, Barcelona are obviously on a bit of a revival. There's always talk about, but I think Sterling to Barcelona seems to be something that's talked about whether or not that he would even. Entertain that for without going for a stupid amount I'd of money. i that no that idea. I'd love to see Sterling go and play overseas and see how he gets on. Um, but I'd, I don't, I mean, would would anybody want to leave Manchester City at the minute? Would you would not rather? Just how
1: it you apologize about winning the Champions League, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I suppose it does, yeah. The
1: Do other
2: thing you would say the same about Luis Diaz coming in at uh, Liverpool though and say, How is he going to keep everyone happy? But he has, well, hasn't he?
1: Hasn't it? Hasn't. Well, he hasn't. There's talk of Salah and Mane leaving. Well, yeah, uh, Salah's yeah, but talk of Salah even because of the yeah financial restrictions on contracts,
0: not because he's unhappy about playing time being at Liverpool, is it? Yeah, but at the same time, Salah, Firmino, and Mane are all out of contract at the end of next season, so it's unlikely that all three of them are going to stay. I mean, they've they've played they've played I wouldn't say they've played they've played their best football in the last like few weeks. Firmino's been injured. Firmino's not played that often. He's played some games. Don't get me wrong, he's still a fantastic player. I'd love to keep all five of them. But you think going into next season that one of them is ultimately going to have to play in the in the Carabao Cup because Minamino might not be there. Origi's, Origi's leaving at the end of the season. So one of them is going to have to play in those in the, in those trophies. So I don't know. I, 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 I can't see all five of them being there at the end of the next season. Whether or not that it's just... Whether or not the Salah and Mane are still there, I, I have absolutely no idea. I really don't know how that's going to... With every passing week, I really don't know how that's going to turn out. Um, but I trust. I have to just trust that they make the right decision. They've made the right decision on players coming in. They make the right decision on players going out. So you just have to trust that that's that's what it is. It's going to work. And if they're not going to pay, I mean, the annoying thing is if they weren't going to pay Salah the money that we're going to pay, and then if Haaland's coming in on whatever it is, three hundred and seventy-five k, and Klopp saying, "Oh, it's fanciful," makes me think that Salah isn't going to stay because they're not going to offer Salah what he wants.
1: I mean, ultimately. In the short term, having loads of good players isn't that bad a problem to have, is it? I know we're going to talk about <coughs> United next, <laughs> you're like what what we give to be in a situation you're like oh, how are we going to get these
0: six incredible attackers yeah. into the team? And that and that look, that's the other bit we talked about before with a bit of luck and stuff like that. Luis Diaz could have come in and been an absolute car crash. And there's times where I think I think even in uh, the lad comes game, in from Portugal, uh, yeah just a complete game changer and, he, and he's helped and he's helped the team he's he's a different he's really different to everything we've already got up front um, and uh, it's just one of them things I think we would have ended up signing him at the end of the season but because obviously Spurs had put that bidding for him then we've end, ended up getting him because because Spurs want, because had kind of agitated for a move for him and then we've had to go for him because that's who, who they wanted so I don't know but it's, it's one of them things he's he's just he's a really good player for us to have, uh, to, have to have bought um, and like I said, it, 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 lucky like if it all comes crashing down and we end up only with a Carabao Cup. It's going to be one of them seasons. It'll be unfortunate, but we will have done, we'll have done fantastically well. But again, it'll just be, might as well have finished seventh, got knocked out in the third round of the FA Cup, not won the Champions League and won the Carabao Cup. It's yeah, it. that's what I think as well. So, but uh, and what you can't do any more than get to the final of every trophy and play every game possible this year. So I mean, it doesn't work out. It, it doesn't work out. It's, it's, it's unfortunate the way that it's been, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see.
2: Well, well, I mean, let's, if we, as you mentioned, United, Simon, um, worst season that you've ever lived through?
1: I mean, it's just gone. It's getting worse and worse. And that Brighton game at the weekend was a, a, just a disgrace. And, you know, I just don't understand how you can be. They're clearly objectively good footballers, and I don't understand how you can play so badly. And it's just just... so bad to watch. And I think it is worse than it was. And I I would have said David—that David Moy's season was tough, wasn't it? But I think it's got worse than this. Is worse than that. I'd say. You know what um, you said about the
2: Brighton game, and obviously that was bad. What I don't understand is it was the same starting eleven that looked pretty good against Brentford. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty so confident how... going into that Brighton game. Yeah, because I thought, oh, well, good performance. And you saw the same team. You're like, yeah, that,
1: that team played really well, actually. It Makes sense. And then now they just fell off a cliff again. I mean, there's just so many of them that are clearly just desperately waiting for the end of the season. Most of them waiting so they can get out of the club. And the moment it starts going wrong, the Reds go down. They've got no fight in them. They're just thinking, get me off this pitch as soon as possible, aren't they? I um yeah, yeah, the thing is at at this point, I'm not even blaming rangnick, I don't think I just think he's been given an impossible job, to be honest, well, I don't know, I think ultimately we've seen managers go into bad situations and make teams better, you know it's it's happened at Chelsea quite a few times where they've got a they've got a caretaker manager in, and you know Chelsea looked like an absolute mess, squad, no squad mutiny. And the caretaker manager has managed to improve things. You know, United have got have gone really bad under Ranu. I quite like when I hear him in public. I quite like him, and yeah, you know, I, I like the way he's called out the players a lot of the time, and they deserve to be called out. And you know, it's going to be, need a major reshaping of that United squad over the summer. But I, I agree. I agree with Cassie. I think you can see why no other top clubs ever appointed him as manager.
2: No, I, I, I. Yes and no, I think. I think the fact that he's staying on afterwards has caused him not to just go in and blow smoke up their asses, kind of, and tell them how great they are and get them into. Because I don't think that really achieves anything.
1: But in the long run, I mean, I well, I know he's got the Austria job, and I think he's really lost quite a bit of credibility with with United.
0: Why? Because he won't. No, because I think he's took another job. Well, yeah, just, I mean, that, that hasn't done else. so
1: badly. I just don't think. I just think, don't think United be, the you know are we thinking? Oh yeah, this is the football genius we thought we were bringing in. I think they'll be thinking, yeah, but- all right. Well, yeah, thanks for your advice, Ralph.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that was always
1: overhyped. Yeah, I got
2: caught up in it as well, a bit when you're thinking what's going to go on of you know, Klopp and Pep have took the press in from him and things and blah blah blah, but. I mean, there's a reason why he's been in basically, he's not been in a manager role for how many years as well. He's not, it's not that he's not had a top job, he's not been in a manager role for however many years either. So he's not like he was, he's just been working and in the top five, top six teams in every country. No big clubs give him an opportunity. He's not, he's never been there, has he? I think. But, I mean, I it's, think it's,
1: that... it's just it's just such a huge summer, isn't it? I mean, all these players are going to leave. Many. of them also for the, for the best. I. This. I mean, this. You starting
2: to see a lot of uh, backroom changes as well. Yeah. The things that have happened. How much that? How much is that of is has come from him as well? That's what I'm saying. How much is him calling stuff out, saying to uh, what's he called Richard Arnold, what well, this is. This is a put this is such a shoddy job they're doing and how much he's influenced that, you don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not fully blaming of Ran yet, because I, I don't know how much he's been involved in saying your chief scout needs to go because he's he's clearly giving you duff information. It, this guy needs to go because he's been bad. They've got rid of the chief um chief communications officer or something because of the way the club are selling everything on Twitter and everything. So loads of things that are changing. How much is that? How much
0: how much influence is he having on that? That's what. That's what I don't know. That's what he's, you... he's. not going to be getting rid of the chief communication officer, though, is he? He's not going to be. He, he's got no. Chief... But
2: his his whole remit was to come in, to oversee the squad for six months, he, get him into the Champions League, and then look at the look at the club from a, a top level down and see where the inefficiencies were and see what was going on. So he would have been at the start of the when he first came in. Obviously, he didn't take on the Austria job. And he's probably thinking this is what's going on. He's probably looked at all that and and obviously made recommendations. I can't imagine he hasn't.
0: So he must have had some influence on it all. Yeah, and well, he must. He must. must, There's no way that he's been there just as a as practically a coach and just been saying, "Oh, let's just run these sessions and we'll go." He must have been. There must have been other stuff going on there. Just, I just don't think. I just. I think the other person, obviously, that got mentioned a while ago, before, just before he was picked, was obviously when Conte went to Spurs. I just don't know, for a United point of view, whether or not that would have been just a short six-term. I know you've got to say, oh, you don't want a short-term fix, but if Conte would have worked for six months, got you in the Champions League and then left, happy days, and you paid him 20 million quid for it. Then... Yeah, but you've
1: got ultimately, it looks like he's not going to get Spurs in the Champions League, and he'll probably still leave. So I, don't, I I don't think Conte coming in and getting us in the
2: Champions League is the best. I think that's just another paper over the cracks. And then you start. You're an oh, all well,
0: United are a Champions League team again. This squad can't be that bad because I know. But as- I mean, but surely you don't want to... Surely if you'd have said if, if you'd have said that when he came in, whenever it was, that you would have ended up playing out of the worst season, the worst Premier League season United have ever done, by not even by a couple of points, by probably about four or five points. You would have got, I'm not out. There's no way I'm watching that. There's no way that I would that is acceptable um, for the next however long it would be. Because you practically would have been able to work out how many points you would have been able to get. There's no way you would have accepted that. I just feel like another manager might have handled that squad differently. Like I I don't I don't oh, 100%, yeah. his, I don't necessarily agree with his with his theories and how he works and stuff like that, but I just feel like he's just lost in a sea of of, of Manchester United and like there's not there's no like focal point and you think of a, even Conte and you think of even even an Arteta at Arsenal he's a very big part of that the whole a bit of Arsenal whereas Rangnick coming in just feels like oh it's I know he's only there for a short amount of time and it's very difficult to do that but just his persona his like you want United need somebody to, to bang the drum like you if, he, if Ten Hag comes in and ends up being like Rangnick, and he's all very quiet, and he's all very measured, and and you don't see any. Like the the players are walking all over him. That's not what United need. United definitely don't need that in this. No, I, no, I disagree.
2: I disagree that you could you have to go out and be this loud, uh, bullish, like shouting, and shouting type. I don't think United. I don't think that's necessarily the answer. I think what what Rangnick's done is basically Lingard buggering off. Pogba's buggering off. He, matters going, as much as we've probably not done the right things about Matter. we're getting rid of him. He's, too old. he's getting too old. Matic is going because he's too old. Uh, Cavani. Probably, Cavani's going. Baye's probably going to go, I would imagine. Uh, this bissaka might be going as well because of the, I think he's kind of exposed a lot of players that probably shouldn't have been at the club in the first place. And just kind of getting rid of the deadwood, like even said, we're not we're not re-signing on contracts. You make
1: it and sound I'm, like Ranik's done a decent job. No,
2: I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm I'm saying the squad's terrible. But I'm saying Solskjaer did incredibly well at just playing this counter-attacking brand of football, which that isn't United.
0: The squad wasn't shit the year before, though. Yeah, I know it finished second, but it's still. But I mean, someone has like never been. It feels like United have just gone. we are just done a write off two hundred and fifty million quid of all the money that we spent on these players, and that's so we've just done. We're just going to start again. and yeah, but, like that... is... but I also think it's a Woodward thing as well. That
2: he's 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 been, a, he's been a big factor in a lot of these contract extensions for no
1: reason. A lot of players yeah, that haven't what, played. He's have been, been contracts. Six... I look. I'm always
2: no, but I'm
1: Woodward. But he's not been at the club for six months. I mean.
2: Yeah, but I'm, sa- uh, but I'm saying you've got to take the positives from... The the the, the, see, the end of the season has been absolutely diabolical on the pitch. But I'm saying, look at it, you, you're culling the squad, you're getting rid of a lot of the deadwood from the squad and players that you don't actually want at your club. You don't want Pogba there at all, do you? Well, why oh, do
0: yeah. Manchester City mean- want him?
2: See, See, I, I don't, don't think know. City they do, want him. They do. They're are doing it. Now. Open United go. Oh shit! City want him. Let's
1: throw
0: four hundred grand City contract.
1: I think Paul Pogba's doing that and leaking it to the press to try and drive his price up. I don't think Pogba fancy's been in the Premier League anymore.
2: But I, I I I just think I think he's I think he's kind of gone in there. He's getting in the deadwood. He's can. Kind of, I think he's must have been a part of clearing out some of the backroom staff as well that are leaving. And then you go and then. What I'm hoping is that Ten Hag then comes in and he's got more of a blank slate to come in. We're about banging the drum and being up for it and screaming and shouting, I'm, I'm not bothered about that.
0: Don't, what I don't what, what, not- what? No, wait,
2: wait. What Liverpool fans really liked about when Klopp didn't do amazing in his first season, but what you really... What took you to Klopp was that the fact the team seems to be just running through brick walls for him. And I always remember in one of Klopp's first seasons when An- Andy Robertson, Close someone down from left back. Then he went on to left midfield. Then he yeah, went to the centre half. Was, then he went onto the goal. Was, yeah. yeah, and that's that's you're then going bloody hell. Yeah, come on, look at that. That that's them. that's what you want to see from United. You've not seen that for for a lot of the players for too yeah. long.
1: Rang, yeah, Rangnick's not got not got it out of them. But two, I don't two, think I don't think they were capable of doing it. It's not that hard, is it? Over you know over eight months,
2: you have to you tell me one player united player that's, that's put in that kind of
1: effort oh, then, over the last no, 6 years no no i agree i'm saying the manager hasn't got it out of them mm, i think well, so
2: uh, so you're say, so you're saying pogba's going to if pogba went to city or liverpool he'd suddenly start running through brick walls for play, for them
1: no i'm not saying that at all i'm saying what has, what united've done over the last 6 months is not good enough rangnick has been the manager and the, no, I, that squad is not the seventh best squad in the Premier League.
2: All that right, squad if you I went for if you comfortably,
1: okay. So, over, okay, so if it's not the seventh best, best, squad any decent manager would have finished in the top four with that
2: squad. Right, okay. So, McTominay and Fred, what yeah, top four totally. midfield do they get into?
0: Well, the fourth best. So they get into Chelsea's midfield. No, but they probably get into Arsenal's midfield and Arsenal are fourth. Yeah. I don't well, I don't see any. So they
2: get so they're better than Xhaka and whoever else is in there.
1: I mean yeah. I'm, Oh right. Are you is?
0: Arsenal
2: Arsenal we're gonna uh, say? No, him. I'm not playing up Jacker. Yeah. I'm I'm saying they're not better than him. But
0: they're not that much worse. Yeah, I would oh, put them in the come same one. i put you're not telling me that you're not telling me that Fred's so any better. De Gea would get in.
1: Arsenal and Spurs team. Last season,
2: we were talking about having Dean Henderson in the in net instead yeah, he, well, of I,
1: De Gea. I, fair, I think Dean Henderson might get in the. Uh, Var- Varane would get in the team. Not based off this season. Whenever he's been fit, he's been good.
2: Mm, he's been
0: alright. Well, da- okay, so you're I, sticking I, da- where I, are you sticking Dallo, Alex Tellers? I think no, I, th- I think look, I think I think there is a little bit of. I think it's a little bit of everything. I don't necessarily think that it's just ranyuk's fault, but at the same time, ranyuk is the manager, and and he, for whatever reason, whether he's been preoccupied with something else, he's not got the best out of that squad. Start of the for season, whatever,
1: where did you think we were going to finish in the league?
0: Uh, but we had Solskjaer in charge, didn't we? And
2: obviously, we finished second before. So I was similar to Gary Neville. I thought we'd be we'd be up there challenging.
1: We'd be top right. two three. So we're going to finish what seventh. And you think yeah. Ranyuk's done a good job? No, I think uh, I mean you've got to
2: bear in mind that it's the same, pre- Rangit, it's the same squad. yeah, but pre-Ranyuk it still wasn't going well, was it? No, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I would And was, this was, was with a, this was
2: this was with a manager that got us to finish
1: second last season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like everything was sunshine and roses. No, exactly. Yeah, it was going badly. You think, well, we'll get a better manager in. Yeah, but then who was there? Well, look. It must have been somebody.
0: Ran your car some... at the top of that list. Well, go right, right, on, on then. Who, who, who was the, the name that mentioned? Hindsight, content.
1: In hindsight, I think Michael Carrick would have better, done a better job.
2: I mean, them two games Carrick was in charge on the three games. We played all right. I was quite happy with that. I but then
0: the, again, the, it's the, just. It's tr- is the problem? Is is with that? Is that it ends up being uh, that if, if that hadn't have been the way, Solskjaer would have got the job. Then I think Carrick would have probably had a better job. But the fact All that, right that then, was I, what, was what happened, right? That was Cheesy. I'll ask a-
2: you this. I'll yeah. ask you this simple question. Yeah, you're yeah. in a team. We if we want to be anywhere near winning the league, we've got to be
0: beating you and City. Yeah. Who are you taking from our squad? I won't take anybody. From, I would not take. I mean, I, I'd maybe. I, I'm, a, a a push maybe take jaden sancho in the fact that he's very young and you could you could probably change the way that he is at the minute but ultimately n- none of that i wouldn't have any of that united team anywhere near it, anywhere near really? team. Prime, <laughs> prime
1: rashford
0: no prime rashford i wouldn't yeah. i would I, I think rashford's gone so far the other way i think that's just an impossible job i don't even think i don't even think Gladiola would be able to get the, anything out of him never mind clock
1: People don't forget how to play football.
0: Some people clearly do. Oh, well, you tell me what happened to Delhi Alley then?
1: All right. Yes. Yeah, every now and Delhi Ali was under
2: the same manager, and he went. He went absolutely.
1: Yeah. Crap. Every. I, I don't think Delhi Ali clearly lost interest in playing football. I don't think that happened to Rashford.
0: i would be, so, be surprised if so I think the way that Rashford's been. I think the, the way that Rashford's been hammered. I'll be absolutely shocked to death if he's there next season. Unless Ten High comes in and says he definitely wants him and he wants to keep him, I'll be massively surprised if he's not playing up front for West Ham next season. uh I cannot see him leaving. You, uh, I mean, I- you. I mean, the one person, the one person that you would probably think, and I and I thought this. I have been thinking about this, and all it's like the like from from from, what, from watching Liverpool grow up. And like seeing the players, and like some some of the teams that I ended up watching were absolute absolute shite. And even when Gerrard was playing, and obviously that, that comparison between like the homegrown players and the the, the talent is slightly different. But Gerrard always put a shift in, never once like. And I just don't see that from Rashford. I just don't see how like he loves that club that he Manchester United is his club. For Sancho, he was playing at City. Like I don't expect him to come and, and start running through brick walls. But whoever whoever is key manager of Manchester United, the, play, the 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 homegrown players like the lad that came on against that started, that play that came on against Liverpool, at least at least run about, at least put a couple of tackles in. And I know that might not win you the league, but that's what the fans want to see. You get the fans back on side. But I mean, like against Brighton, when was the last time you were a United crowd shouting you're not fit to wear the shirt? Even when like even in the games where. To beat you 6 1 or we've beat you 4 1 at home. Never that never happened. I can't believe this United team has got that bad. And it is a culmination of loads of things a, a, a of a poor backroom team, poor recruitment. But the players, like, I just, I cannot. You can't tell me that Rashford even deserves to get another champ because they I, just I, don't I, work hard enough. I agree. Mike, you just can't, like, you think about, absolutely, for the last 10 years, absolutely hammered every single Arsenal player that's been absolutely dog shit because they just have not tried. Or anybody that's gone anywhere for the money that's had one good season has then been absolutely shy. And that has been practically all of United. we just got, and, and I, I just, I can't, I just cannot fathom it whatsoever. I just cannot believe that there's nobody in that dressing room that's gone, what the fucking hell are we doing here? That what i am sick of looking like an absolute bell end every time I go on the football field? I think
2: maybe Scott McTominay would do it, but I think I'm not saying Scott McTominay is good enough. I think you're probably put in a shift and run through Barrett. I think the big problem is you've got you've got too many players in the dressing room that just like you say aren't arsed.
1: No, yeah. You 100%. fight you sweat you're swimming so, against the, t- the like if you, you are if
2: you've got two or three players who really care and <laughs> want to try hard all the time. You're swimming against the tide. You're never going to overturn that dressing room in terms of what 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 they want to happen. Too many of them are just not asked or upset about things. I mean, I think the Maguire thing and the way everyone's got on his back. I don't think that's helped anything at all because I think that's filtered through to a lot of players
0: thinking, "Why is he playing? If he's playing dog shit, why should I bother?" But surely, Fernandez and and Ronaldo and even De Gea, surely those three can just like just shake something or just get get. I just don't understand where I, but I you know, think this but... is where I think this is where Pogba's just
2: the parasite of everything to be honest because I think he, I think he's such a big personality and Jesse Lingard as well as part of that. We were better when Jesse Lingard wasn't there. Any of these that kind of gravitate around Pogba and do all these stupid dances, I don't see any other how many of Liverpool players you see doing stupid dances and training from their social media? How many City oh, players no, you see doing? And that
1: is surely just to do with the social media in it. I mean, it's sort of, you know, <laughs> right. So you,
2: you, you tell me. You're you never them. allowed
1: to have any fun at all.
2: No, they are allowed to have fun, but
0: but you're having fun when you. When yeah,
1: but you, you can't.
0: You're I know, I get, like, I look, I, I look like I've just said that they've, they've all been horseshit and they're not giving a shit, but you can't, you've, you've got to try and block that. out. You've got to try and lead a normal life. Otherwise, you, your world's just going to be a disaster. You can't just, like, if you just play shit football all the time and you keep thinking you're going to carry on playing shit football and you don't do the stuff that you love, the world's the, the, the world's just going to be a mess. Never, you know, they'll never get out of that. The bit that I just can't understand, I, I mean, when was the last time Popper trained? He's been injured and he's been away. There's no way he's yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. Carrington every day, and you can't be going sending messages going, oh, just sack it off, or just take your money and, and just and don't bother doing anything. That's the bit. I just like I if, if somebody if so if somebody that I respected sent me a message at work to say, oh, just sack it off, just I'll just just sit in the office all day, don't worry about it. I'd go no, I've got I've got shit to do. I'm like I, I'm not going home thinking oh, I've just left everybody else in the shit. Like whether I play football or whether I work in a fucking shop. I'm like, I just can't. I just cannot get my head around it. I can't get me And then, the, like the, this bit around. I actually thought at the beginning when they came out, said, "Oh, like some of them would come out and say, oh, 'Oh, we're sorry,' or we, we played crap, and like it's not ex- acceptable." You can only really do that once. You can't do it twice. And I thought they went uh, after that a like, season. What I, thought, I mean, you can only say sorry once for being absolutely dog shit. You can't keep saying it every week. Stop being dog shit. It's like I said, when I watched, watched Singy last night, Villa play Liverpool.
2: And obviously, Liverpool were still kind of this this same kind of form as they were when we played them. Well, the difference was, like, Villa last night. They put just tackles in. Like, it's like you said when that guy came on. Like, none of the United players were just putting any tackles in. It might as well have been a training game because it was just, there was no intent to do it, nothing about it. It, you just it, seem to I, run about. I just think it's, it's just really, really, yeah. I don't, I don't that, like
0: any of them. I think that's I think, the, yeah. that, that's the other bit that normally, for whatever reason, at the end of the season, like um, the the league's gone or whatever, or you, you whatever's happening. This is the time where you normally like a couple of youngsters to play this is a bit that I don't understand. I think, I mean, I don't know whether this was Raniuk or not, but the, the guy, Hannibal or whatever, who came on, apparently he's not played, he's not trained with the first team since then. I mean, yeah, what apparently to to his
2: reckless nature of, I, put, I, put, I, mean, I mean, there are some bizarre things running. So I'm not saying it's been great at you all, know, but I think getting rid of the getting rid of the deadwood and try, maybe on the backroom staff being sorted. How much of that but, is Richard Arnold? How much of that is down to him? You, you then, will never know, will
0: it? But then, why didn't they just bring him in in this consultancy role now? Why don't they just say, come in? You might as well come in now. You might as well pick the bloody uh, another manager to say, right, this is what I want you to do is I just want you to get something out of this team for the next six months and try and save us. And yeah, but it. I think that's difficult to say because who do you bring in for one? And say
2: that because no one wanted Conte, and then if you would have gone for Carrick again, it would have been "Oh, jobs for the boys," kind of, because that was what that was all the talk of before. And uh, what's Carrick ever done? What's Darren Fletcher ever done? And now all of a sudden, he's the coach in one of the biggest teams in the in the country. So you United at that time were kind of backed into a corner of where did he go? And then rannick must have came available, then obviously. Klopp spoke highly of him. Guardiola spoke highly of him. So at the time, yeah, they probably thought, Fuck it, I'll get that this put, guy." Is well, that put, that, that made United fans happy because they're thinking, "Oh, bloody hell, great, right? Okay, we're going to turn from the, we're going to go into this high press style of football, and it's going to be brilliant." And obviously, I, well, we were all, we were very excited for the first game when we thought we, I think it's against Norwich. When we thought, well, perfect, turn it on, and then we did it for 45 minutes, and we've never done it since. I mean, Ranjit could have persisted with that style of play, but clearly you see someone in training who goes, not a chance can
1: we do this. Yeah, but a manager's job is to get the best out of the plays that he's got. Not just say, oh, I'm going to start this off. None of them are good enough.
0: <laughs> I can't. I just can't understand. when, when,
2: But that's like saying, Sean Dyche might as well come. We with Burnley. Oh, let's go for
1: the high-press boys. No, Sean Dyche, I think, looks at the Burnley squad and thinks, what can I do with these lot? And does the best he can with them. Yeah, and I'm saying Randix obviously looks at them and goes, we can't do that as a team. We can't do anything. They're not they're not capable of doing anything. We're well, not be to, capable it. of playing a high press.
0: Right, so play a different way. I mean, like... <laughs> you, to play back in the, to play the counter stuff that United was doing yeah, in the first but, place. Yeah, but that I wasn't left working left. For, for Solskjaer. Please put your like. As far as you're concerned, it's
1: impossible to get anything out of that United squad.
2: Uh, Yeah,
1: you tell me, your manager, Klopp or Guardiola goes into United tomorrow, they're not going to. If Klopp or Guardiola had taken over United at the same time Rangnick had, we
0: would have finished in the top four. I I tell you what, if two had taken over, we would have finished in the top four. If Vieira would have, if you to given yeah. that job to Vieira, he would have got more of that that, of that team than Ranyak. And it, you would out anything that would have anything. So you say, oh, well, compensation wise? Right, we'll pay, we'll pay fifteen million quid. We'll pay whoever we want fifteen million quid because we want that manager. That's the manager we want, and then and we're going to pay them that much ultimately we think that's going to get us into the Champions League. Well, I'll, go I'll go back. I got right fine. You, you might have got. They might have got us into the top four,
2: but. Like Keane says, that same set of players, they've got Solskjaer sacks, they've got Mourinho sacks, they've got um, Moy sacks, they've got Van Hal sacked.
0: Yeah, but that's fine. You, like, you're that's not fine. That's not, not
1: fine. You're, that's you're, not fine. But what I'm, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying is. Yes, he just needs to get through to the end of the season and then you with get the rid best he can
0: with them and then get rid of them. Yeah. yeah not, you're not, you're not just be like. I'm not saying you're giving up new contracts. I don't. know. that's what I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, right, So let's right, so, rewind. Who are you getting in then? Who, who should we got in then? I don't know. There must be. There must have been. <laughs> like I said before, Ranit cannot have been top of that list. R- there's no way Ranit could have been top of that list. There must have been somebody else. And it, it, it's it, for all I've ever heard for the last twenty years, it's fucking Manchester United. And you said, with yeah. with you said, I'll be There must have been somebody else, even you think about that. Even if they went, they only Poch, the other was, they only other one was the only one was Poch. And again, so, and you're not telling me that Pochettino wouldn't have got a better, was something better out of that team than Ranyik.
2: Mm. I don't, I don't know. You tell
0: me, would he? Yeah, he would. would. <laughs> be, <laughs> just, <laughs> he just would, <laughs> wouldn't he? He'd done a better job, surely. And uh, that's the bit where you go like, he's not like, and obviously that might have not meant that you got Ten Hag or whatever. And if, if Ten Hag was the one they wanted, and and, and there's a lo- there's a lot of stuff that we've said before on this podcast about if that's the one they want, that's the one they need to go and get, and that's fine. So they, they've got rid of salt jar and they need to they need to find somebody in that. They need to find somebody to come in to do that that six months. Even if they would have gone and found, I don't know, everything would have gone and found a. I don't, I don't. I don't even know. There must. There must have been somebody out there that could have just got that team. I like, it, even if it was an, an an old manager, a manager that had not been, I don't know, a, a manager that had been a, a previous winner with other, with other teams. I like. It, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. Anybody that of bloody work, but just somebody that would have just done something. It would have
1: been fun to see Marcello Lippi, wouldn't it? Uh, right, you anyway. we, should,
0: we should. have beat Watford to Roy Hodgson. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. saying it should have been Hodgson. I'm just saying it's somebody with a bit of pedigree that would have come in. Look, and gone I think out. the reality
1: was there was uh, they. I think they quickly realized they weren't going to be able to get Pochettino straight away. I don't know if they wanted Ken Hyde, but you know, came to the conclusion they wouldn't be able to get him straight away. They thought Ranieri would be the guy that they could use in this technical role to sort of guide them, and they were like, "Oh, actually, he's also a manager. Why don't we just give it him to the, the end of the season? How bad can it be?" And then we'll, and then it's actually just been a lot worse than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, I agree. Now we're in this situation. It's, I mean, it's just such a big summer, isn't it? Like such a big turnover of players, new manager, so many big decisions, and we've just got to get them right. And you know, you just got to hope that the people that now make these decisions. The book the trend of the last 10 years where we've just made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision.
2: Yeah. I mean, we'll start Donny van der Beek, then we'll win. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not happy happy about the way things have gone, but I'm just trying to say, look, for too long, too many players that have been at the club, you you don't want there, And finally, they're going to be I mean, we praise Solskjaer for it. The start game of some of the deadpool, but then, how many of the players were actually his signings? How many? Of, how many players? I mean, I mean, you're seeing all the things now that Solskjaer had agreement in place to bring Haaland to the club, but apparently, Thing Woodward said no. A
1: lot well, of the a contract, contracts, fair, a lot of the
2: contracts extensions of the peripheral players were down to Woodward because he thought the resale value would be higher. But no one's yeah, to buy yeah. him if they're not playing because they're shit.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the amount of times we've, we've extended people like Phil Jones's contract. Yeah, too fast. although but then equally, that takes away I, I from transfer budgets. I, I and do understand why Woodward would have taken the decision. I think they take they took a decision they weren't going to deal with Mino Raioli, didn't they? And he he was a nightmare.
2: Yeah, no, I accept that. I but, tell you what, of,
1: but apparently, but apparently, the big thing in January as well. Ranit wanted that Vlahovic. You went to um, no. I also you, think that's utter sort of rubbish. And uh, you know the timings on these things don't work out at all because the reality was that that Greenwood thing happened like lit- I think it happened on like the thirtieth or the 29th. Like there wasn't time to really get anyone in, and now he's saying it's now it's like oh he would have signed for or Diaz or somebody else. All these guys that have come good, I think it would have been madness to spend sixty million on someone your interim manager says. I who you were, you, you, yeah, if you but you're backing him as a technical director for the next year to no, bring your club up to scratch. If you weren't planning it, you've got to bear in mind, Liverpool were always eyeing up Diaz. Uh, Diaz. You know, if you, weren't, if you weren't already had the wheels in motion about thinking about just on the hoof on the 29th to decide you're going to spend 60 million on a striker,
0: and, and to be fair, to be fair, he hasn't ripped up, he isn't apart from scoring after 13 seconds in the Champions League. He's not done very well at he's not done very well at Juve. He's not he he hasn't got them any further to the title. They've just, I think they can they can only finish fourth. So well, it's, I, not, I, it's not I not mean, like you either. I'm not
2: I'm not I'm not saying, but what I am saying is there are if someone's saying I want something, whether you believe it or not, yeah. and it's not happened. The other thing is, City of City of San Harland, yeah, yes, uh, that's a done deal before the start of the transfer window. I know Ten Hag's not there. You're telling me Ten Hag's not on, the, not talking about what he wants to do next season already. Oh, I, I don't buy oh, this. I don't buy this bollocks. So he's focusing on Ajax, wouldn't it? Oh he? yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: hundred percent. I mean, you're hoping so why, this, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> you are. True. I'll be fuming. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's, he's he should be in play. Why? Why United? Don't, there's no rumours no, of anyone. I think he is in place. I think that's just the thing that's getting said in public is that he's concentrated. If you were an Ajax fan, you'd be a bit annoyed of it. Oh, your manager's actually—he's going somewhere else, and in your title race, he's thinking about yeah, but, it already. So I think public, you've probably got to take a view. Yeah, yeah but not, as
2: you, uh, Yeah, but if you're if you're United, do you care?
0: No, but he—he he, do you he care will, if I Oh, he right. Will he will care. He, he'll want to go in there thinking. Well, United fans aren't going to want to go. Well, this guy's this guy's just absolutely—he's just been—he's just absolutely fucked this club. This this club off. I like well I'm, a couple of years time it all works out really well Pep leaves and go well oh we'll just sack United off then I'll just go and work at City sack that off no
2: instead. no I, I think I, as a United fan if I knew that he was on the phone to United and we got a signing because it's what Ten Hag wanted he'd be, I'd be like good he looks like he's committed to the club but they haven't got a signing in that's what I'm saying why yeah. do it that's what I'm saying as a City you've got a signing already well, probably the biggest
0: signing of the summer yeah but that's this happened has been already <laughs> but this release clause was public well practically public knowledge like the release clause was activated like in the week that it could have been activated dortmund have finished their season they're not really asked they've signed his replacement. dortmund, dortmund have signed his replacement already they're not they're not bothered like dortmund no, not I, going I know but that's, yeah, you, that, I, that's what I'm saying that's good I, I that's good for city and
1: i don't want united to be doing their transfer business in public i don't you know, i want no but to I, I, like want, to I, want, I want i want i want the signing
2: announced i want something to show yes
0: we're I,
1: doing I, this, right? Would, yeah. Well,
0: yeah. If I, I, I was, I was yeah. ten, I was ten Hag. I would be absolutely nowhere near signing anybody like publicly until I was in. Until I was in the door, I wouldn't want anybody signing for this club associated with anything to do with this season. And neither is probably anybody that's probably wants to sign for United. Get the get every get the get everything out of the way. Get The manager going to forget this season. No, but it'll be different when the manager's there. So if he has a pitcher at the minute with stood next to Ranić or stood or stood at United with a with a with the United shirt on at the minute, it'll be associated with this season. Whereas if a pitcher stood with stood next to Ten Hag, it's a completely different outlook on the start of that that that, that player's time at United. For me, it just makes it feel like we're we're, we're already two months behind the rest of the clubs in the Premier. I don't think you are. Ten Hag is not daft. Ten Hag Ten Hag has been who has to jump through hoops to get this fucking job. He's going to know exactly what United need. He'd have to tell. He would have had to tell all this in his interview about who he wants. Like, they, surely they've not just gone, oh, what's your favourite colour? What does your brother do? Um, what's, what, where do you want to be in five years' time? They weren't the interview questions they were being asked, were they? They were being like uh, asked. About, it, like, good good ins- I, don't I don't know. Good insight into what the interview questions are at TK
1: Maxx if anyone listening. <laughs> What do people What's say favorite? to your favourite colour? I'd be thrown by that in a job interview because you don't expect that kind of question, do you? What's your favourite pasty? Yeah, surely you say red for favourite colour, don't you? TK Max colours,
0: isn't it? Yeah, that's what everyone yeah, thinks. That's, my color. Yeah, it's the right answer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's all sub- it's all subliminal. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I think that I think Ten Hag's doing stuff behind closed doors. Yeah. Because I think he's exactly the right thing to do. Oh, I Ajax are probably going to win the league tonight, I think. So I think that they're four points clear with two games, with a, with a game to go, I think. So I think tonight is the night they win the league. All right. So uh, if they win the league tonight, announce the signing in the next week. But what I mean, why why does it matter when the United announce the signing? If somebody knows that they're going to United and they've agreed to go to United, what difference does it make whether they sign tomorrow?
1: Because
0: you know, uh, uh, I'm saying, for a fan of watching United work under Woodward and I've, I've never
2: known United sign a player on deadline day and then we signed Marouane Fellaini on deadline day for more than his release clause we could have had three days earlier or something and that's what I'm saying I've gone through six, seven, eight years of having shit transfer windows of everything being public, public,
0: public nothing actually happening with it we could have signed Thiago and the boys and we didn't so is so is any so are you are you, com, are you confident the fact so Ten Hag's been announced the manager so you were confident at the minute that anybody United sign that the people in charge of United are competent right now to be making a snap decision about who to bring in for the next season.
2: No, I'm not saying it should be a snap decision. I'm saying Ten Hag, how long has it been announced? For a month now?
0: Yeah? Near enough, I would have thought, yeah.
2: About a month. Ten Hag must have watched a lot of United, uh, regardless of whether he's trained or not with them. I don't think train's is going to make an ounce of difference that he's going to go... No, actually, Scott McTominay going to be the future of my midfield. Fred's going to be the one to build the team around. Bollocks to all that. You know, you need a Declan Rice. You know, you need a Jude Bellingham. You know, you need a midfielder, something
0: like that. It's not so, hard to see what you want. So, so, and it's well, well, it
2: Gravenberg. What well, else? One of
0: his players. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that's going to go down an absolute storm. Oh, it's, I don't I,
2: give a shit. But this is what you say. I'm not bothered about Ajax. I'm asked of... about
0: United. Oh, it's about pers- it's about. He's not going to want to seen as being disrespectful. It's there, that's him. To he... who? He... What? To his old club? Oh, I'll tell you so what. You'd,
1: you'd have have what? what. Declan Rice. Table... Midway through the biggest Euro- European campaign they've had of the 21st century, you think they're going to announce that they've sold their best central midfielder?
0: And then you might as well get well, you, might, you might as well get David Moyes to bring him up in the taxi. <laughs> And they're to, not, I, it,
1: they're they're not, not in America. Europe
0: anymore. I don't know if you watched the game last week when they got knocked out, but they're not in there anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're not in Europe. They, yeah. they, can, they can overtake United. You can overtake United next week to get oh, into the I League.
2: I don't care. No, but West Ham <laughs> do. <laughs> can you know, pay an extra 10 million to announce it earlier. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But that oh, is the most stupid
1: God. business decision of all time.
2: No, <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be. He would, so I'll he tell,
1: you, I'll tell you what, Rob, Rob, you are in massive times. day.
2: I don't know if you, I don't, you remember the champ we mentioned earlier about you're not fit to wear the shirt. If there is not a
0: signing <laughs> pretty soon in the next month, just the same stupid shit all summer. i tell you what, i tell you what, the United, this is this is the way it'll go. So David Moyes will bring Declan Rice up from West Ham. They'll sign it. They'll sign him, but we'll put him on the pitch, bearing in mind that West Ham have still got two games to go. The West Ham play City West Ham plays City next on Sunday Declan Rice is man of the match West Ham beat City uh, helped Liverpool win the league last game of the season Declan Rice plays breaks his leg he's out for a year doesn't play for United for another year I'd still have him oh my god <laughs> he's out. with Liverpool the league and he's in, he's been injured so you're going to pay him the best part of 300 grand for a year he's not even going to kick a football and then he might not even be the same player that comes back in, in the season after but you're happy. To, you're happy to sign him because there's a Rice Four shirt doing the rounds, and Ross has seen something. A it's Really good. <laughs> Rice <Christ, Elijah>.
2: uh, <laughs> So right. Okay, we'll wait till the last week of summer, and then we'll, we'll wait, wait for everyone else. Uh.
0: I, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident, and I think Simon's in the same boat that me. That Ten Hag knows exactly who he wants. That Ten Hag has probably told the United, the United hierarchy, whoever it is. That these are the players that I want. These are the players that they need to sign. I would imagine that probably Ten Hag's even probably spoken to them because every time Liverpool seems to have signed a player, Klopp's already spoken to them. So I would imagine that Ten Hag will be no will be no different. That if yeah, if, but if United want a player, Ten Hag will have spoken to that person already. You're making out,
2: yeah, but you're making out though as if no other United manager in the last six or seven years has spoke to
0: the hierarchy and said the players they want. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah, well, yeah, but. Uh, so, who so do so you trust Do you trust Solskjaer as much as you trust Ten Hag?
2: Well, I, I, at the time, I thought wan Basaka and Harry Maguire were good signings. Yeah, well, it is what it is. You, 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 but you that's what so you're saying. Moyes never mentioned anyone or Van Hart, they're not stupid managers. That's my point. You're making out as if, like, well, then, why, Ten why, Ten Hag then told you, them that they want it, that that means it's going to happen, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. For six, seven, eight years, nothing's happened with United. You just well, waited and bought shit, or waited till the last minute and bought absolute crap again and paid more than they should have. If you're going to, be you're a going to long pay old. more than what you should have, I'd rather you did it early, and then it looks then it, like, at least it looks like we know what we're doing,
0: as opposed to, to these
2: frantic panic buys.
0: It's going to be a long, old season next year, then if if, if uh, Ten Hag isn't the answer to the the answer to the question.
2: But Ten Hag on his own isn't the answer to the question, is it?
0: I'll have to wait and see. A oh, bloody whole new squad the answer to half the question. You're not going to bring a whole new squad in next year, are you? You're going to have to bring quite
2: a lot in because you're losing two central midfielders if you relied on heavily this season. Uh, yeah. So you're going to need at least two to replace them unless James Garner's getting promoted and playing football every single week.
0: Well, it's
1: going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I, I it's just started the I mean, last you know, three know, four games, hasn't it? it.
2: <laughs> anyway, that's why I want to play golf. It's relaxing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 I'll telling, telling you now, for the five minutes you were trying to get out of that bunker, it wasn't relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was more relaxing than trying to talk to you for five minutes on this podcast when you couldn't hear us.
1: That was a highlight of my evening.
0: <laughs> it's not a podcast but it's not technical difficulties <laughs>
2: right okay
0: then right, we'll, we'll see out. we'll see what happens next week ne- yeah. not next week next season well it might be the, it might have the opposite effect eh? you might go from. you might go from seventh to second next season
2: oh wow.
1: yeah
0: hopefully not but we'll see who knows Right, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Until right. next time. Fine. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Three Thirds Mank, One Third Scouts podcast. Give it a like, give it a share, and let us know what you think on Twitter at Mank3. That's at M A N C T H R E E. And keep listening for more new podcasts every week.